0: Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Jumping the Rail podcast uh, live on a Wednesday, a little later in the day. This is Mark Rebman coming to you from the Noodles position in Champaign, Illinois. And a flying solo today, uh, no co-host, but I am excited to be joined by a returning guest to the show. Uh, he is the voice of the National Wrestling Alliance, Mr. Joe Galley. Joe, how are you doing, man?
1: Look, I cannot condone Jumping the Rail. I know it's the name of the show. But if you do that, one, you're putting yourself in danger, especially with any of our NWA athletes. I mean, men's division, women's division doesn't matter. You're putting your life in 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 desperate situations right there. You just can't be jumping the rail, willy nilly.
0: I I know. We come on we try now. to impart that on our <laughs> listeners also, but it's a catchy title, you know, and uh, like it. it wasn't used yet in the podcast. So
1: you guys got to get some rail. You got to get some like as a set. Like a set full of bike rack rails. There you go. It's like a cage.
0: You know, A shark cake. I don't, think the, I don't <laughs> think the wife would go for that. I'm just in my tiny apartment in, in Illinois. So there's not I, a roof. I'm roofer.
1: tucked into my little office corner while I believe my wife is watching Top Chef. So
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I hear you. <laughs> uh, well, some things have changed since uh, you were on with us, what was it, a year and a half ago? When you oh were with boy. us last time, I'm it's flying. been a while. Woo. Yeah, but uh, first off, congratulations! Order you got married since the last time you've been on with us. So congratulations I, to I, you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm a very lucky yeah. man. Yeah, the so married life treating you well then.
1: Oh, it's the best. I mean, she's she's the the love of my life. She's really really spectacular. Uh, just it, it it couldn't be better. You know, and you know we're 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 newlyweds. So like you know how. How bad could it be? (laughs) So, you know, it's good. We just we got back from our honeymoon. We went to uh, Jamaica for a couple of weeks during Thanksgiving break. Uh, Now we're here. She's a teacher. So, you know, back to the grind of being with the kids after thanks or uh, Christmas break. Uh, but yeah, things are moving right along. I'm married into a great family of very, very supportive people. And I mean, that's really what you need in life, whether you're going to be passionate about anything, whether it's wrestling or whatever, if you can surround yourself with loving
0: and supportive people, it just makes life so much easier. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred uh, percent. Speaking of uh, things that have changed, uh, looking at the, I grew up when power first debuted on YouTube, I loved it. It brought back the old studio wrestling vibe that, I love when I was a kid and lately you guys have kind of upgraded the, uh, the presentation a little bit. It's got a little bit more of a, a big arena kind of atmosphere to it. So uh, was that something that uh, Billy wanted to, to do for a while before the, Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, Look, we had to make a lot of evolution, especially coming out of the pandemic. And I think every business, whether it's wrestling or whatever, had to do the same thing. Um, So we put a lot of investment into the production side of the show. And we have these really cool, you know, sort of intro video clips and stuff that we've seen in the past couple uh, seasons of power. And now we're kind of transitioning to something that's like a little different, too. And you're going to see that like money, many of our seasons of power, I think going forward are going to have a very different flavor to them. And it's really exciting, especially going into what we're going to be doing at NWA paranoia and Viva revolution at um, in Fort Lauderdale this coming weekend, we're going to get a really cool aspect of the sport of professional wrestling. I think in a way that I think a lot of people are going to be drawn to just because, you know, we're we've done so much studio wrestling already we've done so many successful seasons whether it was in atlanta or in nashville um or in tampa now we're also going to try to incorporate this sort of rock and roll nightclub vibe that you're going to see in coming seasons of power thanks to what we're doing over at nw at at paranoia so i think it's going to be really engaging not just for the fans that are going to be coming out this weekend to see what we're doing and see something very special that's gonna be on the CW, but also to kind of just give it a little bit of a different flavor. And I think that that's the thing you have to remember with television as you know, a lot of things kind of need to stay the same because people like consistency, but with wrestling, it's always good to evolve just little pieces here and there. And for us to put us in a different setting like um, Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale, which I don't know if anybody's gone through and like looked at pictures of this place. I mean, it is a rock and roll nightclub that Billy was really excited for us to go to because way back in the day, before the Pumpkins were doing big theaters, he had played at this venue, and I think it actually had a different name at the time. So he actually already had a connection with this building because he remembered how cool the vibe was when he had played there with the Pumpkins so many years ago. So okay. it's great that we get to go there. We're going to bring wrestling into there. From what I understand, there's been a lot of wrestling around it. And it's been a long time since there's actually been wrestling, maybe even in the building at all. So it's going to be like a really interesting vibe that's going to be there. And the crowd's going to be right up on the ring. Like it's, you know, we're not having a, a rail. Like, like the rail's already built in to this pit. Yeah. It's kind of like this fight pit sort of vibe. I almost like to equate it to like a, a gladiator sort of situation there. And so it's going to be really, really cool and have that different vibe to it. And so all the advances that we've made with our technology and what we've done from, you know, as simple things as like using a jib that comes down and gives these really great, you know, giant panoramic shots that you saw uh, most recently on their NWA power season that was on YouTube that you saw from uh, Robarts Arena. Like you got these great shots that showed the 866 people that were there having a good time in this big building. Um, And it's all that type of investment that we're making to try to make it to where, you know, when you're not to disparage anybody who's on YouTube, but when you're on YouTube, you could kind of get away with a lot of stuff. But when you get picked up and you're a part of a, a major national channel, you have to live up to a broadcast standard that is on par with the best broadcast sports out there. Which includes things like WWE with NXT coming to CW, things like the NFL, Major League Baseball, basketball. You have to be on par with all that. So for us, it's about also, you know, making sure that the viewers watching something that looks like it belongs on that national scale. And that's really where we are right now with NWA Power and the transitions that we're making. And uh, it's an exciting time to be a part of this company and to just be a part of wrestling in general.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh I actually went back and I got to watch uh part three of the Robards show today because I know it just dropped yesterday on YouTube. But uh yeah, the the look of the arena and also not for nothing, the matches were damn good on that uh, on the show. Uh I think yesterday was when they had the E C three and Jack Stain in the main event for the uh for the world title, had the women's tag, women's championship. So you guys put on a just a, a damn good card for that Robards show but I want to get into the history there because that was the first show in Robards in how many how many years was it
1: it was over 30 years uh, that had been in that arena and so it was really cool to be a part of that and um, it was I'm really thankful for the team you know that was there at Robarts arena that was looking forward to having us come back um, because you know you get sometimes you get these big buildings. And unless there's a big trade show or a hockey game that you could put in there or something like that, like these kind of sit empty and, you know, they should be these places that are these meccas of meeting place, meeting, meeting people and of entertainment. And you could really get that with a place like Robarts. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if we end up going back there at some point. Um, the turnout was great. The crowd was fantastic. We know exactly what, you know, we're going to get when we go to a, uh, a market like Sarasota, Florida. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've gone back to Florida so much is because, you know, Florida really is this hotbed of professional wrestling. Uh, not to say Chicago's not, not to say New York isn't or, or Philadelphia is, but, and, you know, you really want to peek behind the curtain. Well, look at the economics of it. We already have a ton of fans that are there. They're willing to pay a ticket to go see a show. And you're in a particular geographical location where you're not going to get hit with high taxes. You're not going to get hit with a lot of union fees. You're not going to get all the other expenses that go with it. So if we go to certain places, yes, we could do the same show in a New York City. Your profit margin is going to shrink ridiculously. Or we have to sell, you know, $200 tickets. And we don't want to do that to our fans. It's not fair for us to have a ticket price that you can't bring your family to come to the show. So that's why we kind of keep going to these places. It's just so advantageous to us. We're bringing in great crowds. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure that it looks like good television because that's the the vast majority of our viewers. You can only fit so many people, whether it's Robarts Arena or SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles or anywhere else. You can only fit so many people, no matter how big the stadium is. But you have potential for infinite amount of people when you start broadcasting. So that sort of has to be the focus on it. And that's why we put so much investment in making our broadcast product uh, look the way it does right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know the last time you were on with us it was right around the time that NWA was going to the chase in St. Louis, and now you've done Robards in Sarasota. Have you guys talked about doing any more of the historical venues? Down the well, road? you know,
1: it's interesting that you bring that up. Um, you know, with hard times coming up that we recently announced uh, that we're going to And, uh, March 2nd, um, in Dothan, Alabama, and you take a look at a place like Dothan, Alabama on a map. And I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why the heck are you going to this little tiny town? There it is. March 2nd, 2024. Uh, well, there's a, there's an arena there that had a lot of professional wrestling in it. And it also happened to have a match where it was the first time that Austin Idol challenged for the NWA world's heavyweight championship against Ric Flair. So there's a lot of history there. And even if you talk to a lot of our guys, you know, a lot of our veterans who have been part of, you know, WWE and, and impact, they ran the civic center, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, and they all have incredible things to say about it. And they all told us the same thing, which is you're going to get some rabid ass fans there, this town, they've got incredible passion for pro wrestling, and I think part of the reason why, you know, we're seeing and we saw a, we were already sold more than 25 percent of that building and it seats 2000 people. And so we're going to sell out of that show. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if we do it in a couple of weeks. And we haven't advertised a single match. So that yeah. shows you the appetite that this fan base has, because at one point, WWE and TNA or Impact, they were all making this journey and this pilgrimage to at least have house shows there. And then they stop doing it, and so there has been this this dry spell of professional wrestling. So not only do you have the history of big matches like Austin Idol versus Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight Championship, that's you know several years older than that, but you have this building that's really designed for televised professional wrestling um, in a in an arena that you know we don't have to you know, attempt to sell 16,000 seats. Like you see with that AEW is already turned away from. They spent so much time this past year having episodes of Dynamite, you know, in front of 6,000 people. And that's fantastic. But where you're in a building that fits 16,000, you know, it doesn't have the same energy to it. And it doesn't look the same as far as a production standpoint. So we're finding that sweet spot of places that have a nostalgia factor, places where we know that there's going to be a good crowd and the appropriate building to kind of fit us and that appropriateness of the building is always going to fluctuate and change like revolution live that we're heading to this weekend. You know, it's really a small place. I don't think we could really fit more than 500 people in there comfortably, but the fact that how close you're going to be able to be to that action is going to kind of offset that and kind of make it really interesting and a really cool vibe from the broadcast side. So you got to pick and choose, but when we go to a place like Dothan, or if we go to, you know, back to places like the chase, you know, which has such a long history of professional wrestling. Um, But again, you got to look at the economics. Uh, You take a look at the chase. That is a expensive ballroom. You know, that is a place where if you're the mayor of St. Louis and you're going to get married, you might do it at the chase. Cause it's expensive, you know, like it's a big, yeah. it's a big room to do that in. And we, and it's not like we have to just get that room. We have to basically get all of the hotel to do the fan fest, right. to do green rooms to get the production truck, a spot and all that sort of stuff. We have to really get that whole building.
0: Yeah. Um, Plus you got to put your people up in there too. And we got to,
1: well, we, and, you know, they cut us a great deal with that. And I'm very thankful to chase. They've, they've been over backwards to have us there every year and it's fantastic. And I'm sure they're going to love it when we come back. But at the end of the day, it's also, if you look at the economics, it's a lot easier for us to go to a place like Robarts and put people in, you know, a nice moderate hotel down the road or something like that. So it's a lot of, you know, juggling the economics of it and also yeah. making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, I want to make sure the people that come to the show have a good time. And I want to make sure the people who are watching the show on the CW are having a good time. And that's the most important. Yes.
0: Way. I definitely get that. Uh, I know there's some spots in the Midwest. I'd love to see you guys cruise, too, that uh, it's a, a little bit closer for me, selfishly. Oh, I I'd agree. See, I agree. I'd love to see you guys pop in the Louisville Gardens, for one. That's-
1: yeah, that would be fantastic. You know, and then, you know. The, louisville um you know kentucky's a commission state it's not that difficult it could be also pricey so it's another thing you have to think about when you want to go to certain places and stuff you know we've had some people really try to push us to do shows in oklahoma uh but my understanding of it not having to have gone through the process is they have a very strict professional wrestling commission that also wants like a big chunk of you know, the money that you would make the tickets from the door and I don't know, broadcast fees and all this other sort of stuff. And it makes you, you know, it, it makes it not surprising when you take a look at the schedules for the other, you know, the, the bigger companies and they don't go to OKC very much. It's because they don't want to do either. So if you have legislators and stuff that are making things difficult for us to do business, it's going to make us less likely to go to those types of places. You know, and that's why I pushed for us to like try to do shows, in texas where i am right now in san antonio we can keep doing stuff in florida doing stuff in alabama which has a commission but we talked to the commission guy and it's different than it was five years ago and of course safety is a number one priority with it but they're also not going to try to gouge us you know at the ticket booth so you know all these sorts of things that you have to think about i would love to run you know 2300 arena a big show oh, yeah. you know ecw yeah. or something like that yeah. i'd lo- there's uh, we could go to the cow palace there's all kinds of great places out there that you know are these little pockets and these little meccas for pro wrestling but at the same point we could be the company that helps revive the places that have been forgotten like robarts mm-hmm. like the dothan civic center all those places that you know it's still there it's a great building Maybe, you know, your cell phone signal is not going to be great because it was built in the 20s. (laughs) It's got concrete walls that are 10 feet thick. But other than that, it's a really good place for us to go wrestling and to record episodes of television. So it's about finding these gems. And, you know, I think we definitely have found that, you know, one with the Tampa Television Studio, which we'll be at on Sunday, uh, doing episodes of Power There, uh, which we're going to have a new set. Breaking news for you. New set, everybody. Okay. It's being built. Very cool. I've seen the designs. It's really interesting. We have a team that's, you know, making their way to that studio tomorrow morning to start building what's going to be, you know, the power set, at least for that season. And that's the other thing. You know, you, you work in television, but you also work for Billy Corgan. His taste changes from time to time. And so you have to make adjustment based on those tastes and what he thinks it wants to look like so i'm excited and it's great and it's great for us to be able to continue to go out and find these places that you know are the diamonds in the rough and you can see that with not only with the wrestling but with the wrestling venues but also with our wrestlers you know we've got a lot of people out there you know think of how many times ec3 has been said told no in the wrestling business or you know good luck in your future endeavors And he's our NWA world's heavyweight champion. And he's a fantastic representation of what that championship means. Guys like throw Billy Silas Mason, you know, he's definitely a diamond in the rough. I don't know how well he would do in a corporate structure, but he does great with us. So it's all those different components that come together and make what NWA is, especially in the lightning one era, so popular and so powerful.
0: Yeah. Right on. And, um, Silas Mason's one of probably my favorite guy to watch in NWA right now. Just I like the big the big hosses, you know, the, the big bruisers, and uh, he's got that. He's he can cut a great promo. He, he's entertaining himself. All three of those guys in the Southern Six are doing a just a hell of a job right now.
1: And I know we're gonna go through the card in a little bit here, but I'll jump ahead right here and talk about Silas Mason. He's gonna be going toe to toe with Paul with Burchill. We go with just right. Birchall cool. these days. He's gone by Paul Burchill in the past. You may remember him from years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, from WWE. oh, I was shocked and,
0: when I saw him pop up. I was like, where is he?
1: There's He's done some other interviews recently about the reasons he stepped away from pro wrestling and the reasons why he had to come back. And, you know, one of the things that I remember very clearly is he's got a seven-year-old who's never seen him wrestle. And so he wanted to come to a place that, you know, with, is on a, a high enough scale, but you don't have to go and make all the sacrifices you need to make if you're gonna go right. back into the corporate, you know, WWE system. And so we've got this Haas that's gonna really, you know, has a potential to beat Silas Mason. I think. I think this sure. is gonna be one of Silas's biggest tests, at least the biggest test since we saw at Salwin when Silas was successful in defending the championship against Chris Adonis. So, yes. you know, it that's what you know is so exciting about the NWA and you talked about the last episode of power, which was available on YouTube. If you go through and you look at the comments, you know, cause I was watching the live chat as that was being broadcast when you had the main event and it's Jack Stain versus EC three, two big muscular athletes that just look like world beaters fighting over this precious prize, sweet Charlotte. That's what a lot of people like when it comes to professional wrestling. That's the flavor that a lot of people, they want to see that. They want to see big guys going at it, throwing hands, throwing live rounds, and pushing each other to a limit and seeing these incredible feats of strength and determination. And that's where I think we really succeed. Even, you know, you take a look at all of our divisions with that. And you take a look at a person like Max the Impaler, our NWA women's television champion, even though Max is non-binary, Max challenging big, strong memes for a unification fight for this television title. And you've got two people in there, two wrestlers in there that are incredibly strong and incredibly tough. And it's going to make for a match that's going to be unlike anything that you're going to see across the entire spectrum of professional wrestling except in the nwa so that's what's really exciting about what we're seeing in these coming you know matches that we'll be having in fort lauderdale in tampa and then you know in dothan alabama so it's it's really great that we're you know bringing that flavor and we can bring some other flavor too you know we've seen a lot of flack online too from people about our main event being the ultimate match of death The ten pounds of gold weapons match that these guys have been calling this this death match for the world title, a whole bunch of different things. I understand that's not everybody's flavor, but you know, Matt Cardona has really found a niche in that, and EC3 says that he's going to step into Matt Cardona's game and beat him at it, Um, and that's really saying something from a guy who's really he owes a lot of the success that he has on the independent scene to being a master of being able to manipulate social media and to also have these types of matches that there's a high demand for, you know, there's a reason why GCW is so successful because they're going to have that death match every, you know, a single match. And we can dip our toe into that and still maintain what our identity as the national wrestling Alliance. And I mean, you go back in the past with the NWA and you've got texas death matches you've got bull rope matches you've got scaffold matches you've got matches that you know people use hardware and it gets hardcore and there's probably going to be blood so it's really not that much of a leap for people to see that world heavyweight championship match defended under those circumstances when it was defended on similar circumstances by guys like harley race and rick flair and the list goes on
0: and terry funk right. look at your shirt.
1: Look at the yeah. shirt, Terry Funk's oh, the greatest. Gotta example.
0: bring the funk'er in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes me back to hearing stories yeah. about Harley against Wahoo back in Houston. Oh man. And they'd have a strap yeah. matches and
1: it's a bloodbath
0: madness. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned Max uh, over here with us. We're very familiar with Max the Impaler because they've done some indie shots around here uh, on multiple occasions. So we've seen them in the ring quite a bit, and uh, we're we're all big fans because just. Max cares the hell
1: out of me. <laughs> no, Max is terrifying. And and think about this. Max the Impaler has taken that television championship, defended it in Japan, defended it mm-hmm. in Europe, defended it multiple times here in the States, not just with NWA, but with other promotions. And there's a, you could take a look at a, the rest of our champions and you could be wondering why they haven't stepped up. Max has set a bar very, very high. And so I think that that is something that is is so important with us with the National Wrestling Alliance, and you're seeing that especially now uh, with our territory system that's being you know implemented. That's you know it's not the same territory system that was in the '80s. We can't reinvent that wheel, but we right. can definitely do it in the new modern era and have our champions like EC3 and legends like Joe Kazana and the Kazana family, you know, mm-hmm. help implement. Not only championships in those places, but help us become the great feeder system so that we can find people like Silas Mason and Max the Impaler and bring them into the NWA, you know, and give them the platform that, you know, maybe they've been denied. You know, they've tried, they've gone to the WWE trial, they've gone to the AEW, they jobbed on dark and they did this and they just didn't just didn't work out. But with this territory system that we have with Exodus Pro in the Midwest and with uh, NWA JCP Southeast in, you know, the Tennessee area, we're able to really reach out and get a hold of some people that, you know, are, again, those diamonds in the rough that we're always looking for in the NWA. And so we've got a lot of people that have signed and, um, you know, we're taking it a different approach. You know how you see on other programming you know this person is all whatever and they've got the graphic and it's all the thing there um i i I don't want to steal that person's thunder so whoever is that that has signed and has a new contract with the nwa uh they can go ahead and and let the world know themselves and we'll share that information once once they've done that and so we've got a lot of people that have signed this year that i'm waiting for them to make some big You know, whether they're waiting for us to come to us because we'll have the TV truck and we'll have all the cool stuff there for them to make something cool, as opposed to just send a tweet, you know. So there's going to be a lot of exciting announcements um, for some really high caliber, you know, men and women that have signed with the National Wrestling Alliance this year and are really going to be the shining stars of professional wrestling now and in the future.
0: Very nice. And uh, you've mentioned, you guys developing the territory system? Uh, are there any other spots that you guys have your eyes on? To, oh yeah, uh, to expand to.
1: Well, you know, I can't go into a lot of details about where sure. certain things are at the moment. But I will tell you this: as soon as the first one went out, because I got all the emails, all the emails from from everybody. And for anybody out there who's like thinking the NWA is dead, you can read, you can look at all of these independent promoters in the United States. Japan, Europe, Africa, Australia—all of these promoters reached out to us and said they wanted to be the next territory. And we took all of them very seriously, and we sent a bunch of questionnaires, and we sent some stuff back. And there are some that meet criteria and can be taken seriously, and others that you know maybe that promotion is not quite there yet. There were some people that were like, "I could buy a ring. Can I be a territory?" Oh, <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> uh, famous but last say, words. But I will say this: you know, you uh, being in Illinois. Um, Billy Corgan's in Chicago,
0: right?
1: <laughs> Isn't it weird yeah. that he doesn't have a Chicago territory.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'd have to imagine that that's something that Billy's considering and will probably happen relatively soon. Uh, but we're looking at a lot of different places out there yeah. that really meet the criteria for it and right. are kind of exciting places for, you know, not only for like, you know, just to have that affiliation there, but also like selfishly for myself, I want to go work these places. I want to go to Knoxville in front of these rowdy crowds and call matches, you know, for the Stu crew and all that sort of stuff that's happening there or head on out to Cleveland and hang out with, you know, Carson Drake and Lord Crew and uh, EC3 and that whole gang that's out there. So it'd be really it's it's obviously for me, more territories means more work for me. And that's more money in my bank.
0: (laughs) You mentioned not having a Chicago territory. I'm just gonna say, uh, don't sleep on Central Illinois either, because that's kind mm-hmm. of uh, my neck of the woods. I'm in, I'm in Champagne. But uh, well, I'd have, I'd have to imagine any talent here too.
1: Yeah, well, I'd have to imagine that whatever you know, all of these territories that you know, so far, and not to say that it wouldn't happen, but you know, it, the territories like Exodus and NWA JCP Southeast, they're kind of big chunks. You know, it's not just sure. Cleveland. I mean, they're doing like right. Ohio and all the neighboring states mm-hmm. there, Michigan and all that. So if there were a Chicago territory, Chicago might be the, you know, the center of that. Uh, right. To right. where, you know, JCP so, Southeast, the center of that's going to be Knoxville, but they'll go and do shots in Nashville. They'll do shots across the border in Kentucky and and maybe even as far down as, you know, Georgia and stuff like that. So Kind of the you know. old Smoky
0: Mountain territory. Yeah. yeah. You 40,
1: know, AM. actually, it really does kind of fit sort of in that in that geographic yeah.
0: area of it
1: um I, and that's great because there's so many great fans there that are probably missing oh, something yeah. like something
0: yeah and uh yeah if we have a territory down uh here's zero one usa it's that's the promotion we do the, our other podcast for there actually were an offshoot of nwa midwest up in the chicago area several years ago oh, yeah. so they kind of moved down this way but yeah there's like i said there's plenty of uh Promotions. I mean, obviously, you know, some of them are smaller than others, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I would love to see something Illinois-based come out of. Uh, I'm, out of this, I'm sure, uh, I'm of sure
1: the- Billy Corgan would like that as well. So, and if he wants it, <laughs> he'll get it.
0: So, just give right, it, right. give it time. Yes. Uh, well, the main reason uh, we brought you in, Joe, is we want to talk about Saturday. Uh, Paranoia, the big show yeah. on the 13th in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, we're going to kind of run down the card a little bit. I'm not going to ask you for Good. predictions as, uh, as an. I might give about, them to
1: you anyway. We'll see how it All goes. Too right,
0: hey, if, if if much heat I, I'm going to I wasn't going to push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, this is, as an aside, do you need a translator when you're working with Danny Deals on commentary? Because it takes boy, me a to... Once he gets sometime, going, it's... Uh... But he
1: gets going, and boy, he is just a Rolodex of random references nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I you know I like working with Danny because you know every I've worked with so many different commentators over the years whether it was Cornette or Stu Bennett, aka Wade Barrett, you know, right. or Team Storm and Velvet and even a lot of the independent places that I work as well. You know, I'm always working with somebody different and the, the great thing about working with Danny is he's such a contrarian. And that makes an additional challenge for me cuz not only are we calling the action, but we're really kind of not a team. Like I'm, it's, it's almost adversarial at points, Um, but that makes things more interesting, I think for the viewer and also for me, you know, it's, it's, if you're sitting there and you're just agreeing with somebody, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, if you're watching NFL football and I'm the Cowboys fan and the person I'm watching with is the Eagles fan and it's the Cowboys and the Eagles, there's going to be, it's more interesting to watch that than it is for us to just be like,
0: go Dak Prescott,
1: you know? So
0: Oh, I can agree with that. I got uh, a friend. He's a Cowboys fan. His son's an Eagles fan. So if you go <laughs> watch the games at their house, it's it gets disown. pretty lively sometimes. That sounds, that sounds like a disownment. <laughs> That's Not like, in this you're, house! In my area, if you're, right, it's like if you're somewhere in my area, if you're a Bears fan and your kid's a Packer fan, it'd be mm. a similar kind of contrarian yeah. atmosphere I get there. It. Yes, but uh, let's get into it here. Uh, we kind of mentioned it uh Earlier, uh, the ultimate match of death, World Heavyweight Championship, Mm -hmm. Cardona challenging EC3, and Cardona has—he never lost the world title. He Mm was—he was was stripped of it for injury. So, I figured this uh, was—this was just a matter of time when we saw him come back. I figured.
1: Well, and I think Cardona put himself in this position quite well, and this goes to the genius that is Matt Cardona, um, interjecting himself at uh Sal win our last pay-per-view in Cleveland, mm-hmm. you know, and really kind of staking his claim at this shot and almost baiting EC3 into a death match because you know that's that's not EC3's you know normal no. type of match and so for EC3 to up the ante to the ultimate match of death which ask me the rules to that hey what are the rules to that no goddamn idea <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's a death match But we're going to figure that out the day of when I can talk to these two competitors and be like, all right, so what do I need to tell the referee? Because we got to figure out what the first ever ultimate match of death is. Um, And also it's going to be the 10 pounds of gold weapons. So not only are we having a death match, but we actually have gold weapons that are going to be involved in this match. Um, So I don't know what type of hardware or what to expect, but that's the great thing when it comes to having a main event like that. I would much rather have a main event. We have no idea what the heck's going to happen. than to have somebody oh, yeah. be like, "Well, that guy's just going to win by, you know, tapping him out," like it's very interesting and it's very different, and that's what makes it exciting, and that's what makes it a, a, a main event where I feel like if you are in South Florida area, Central Florida area, you got to be at the show to see this in person.
0: Yeah, it's uh, kind of the Jim Ross model where he would he didn't want to know what was going to happen before he got there, and that's. When he got those organic reactions that he's so so famous for, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this uh, this is one I'm I'm very curious about this match, especially considering we don't know what the what the rules are for it. But uh, I think it's gonna I'm be guessing a good one. I mean that match of both these guys.
1: to another level. I I don't know, man. I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, selfishly, I, I want to see uh, EC3 retain because he's scheduled to defend that title in Indianapolis at the Squirt Circle Expo in March, mm-hmm. which we're going to. So, Cards have I been mean, to Cardona's going to be there, but yeah, I mean, Cardona's booked for that also, but I, I think he's got a match for a different championship on that show. But, uh,
1: and that's why everybody yeah. always has to put that asterisk in no matter where you go. And, you know, I've I've had yeah. promoters reach out and get pissed like, hey, we booked this person. It's like, they lost. What do you want?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Card subject to change. It's, hey, uh,
1: they yeah. lost, man. They don't yeah. got the belt. You can still book them, <laughs> you can still have the match. <laughs> but Carrie <laughs> yeah, lost.
0: It's... Not to throw anybody under the bus, but hey, what are you going to do? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, let's uh, move on down to the women's championship. We got Page defending against Tiffany Nieves. And I'm Just fairly now. new to. What's that?
1: Just announced this match. We just announced that on Tuesday. Uh, and I knew a lot of people were waiting for it because I knew Kenzie Page was going to be there. They didn't know who Kenzie was going to wrestle. Look at Tiffany Nieves taking over independent wrestling right now. Uh, OVW women's champion. I think she just lost that belt recently. Uh, Mission Pro wrestling uh, champion, and that's based right here in San Antonio, an organization that's you know re- owned and operated by Thunder Rosa. They have almost, almost exclusively women's matches. They've expanded it a little bit, but, uh, Tiffany Nieves, I mean, uh, tactician in the ring, smart as a whip, athletic, I mean, everything that you want in a champion and just has this, this attitude about her, like, man, I mean, it, it, it's really encapsulating what I think what it means to be a star. This girl walks around and is a star. And so, I mean the 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 question is is, can anybody stop Kenzie Page on this role? I mean, Kenzie Page right. defended that championship everywhere. You know, she's got pretty empowered. She's got pretty security now, these security guards that are carrying right. their belts everywhere. So there's all this <laughs> right. different thing where, you know, but the good thing about Tiffany is, you know, she's coming from our first territory, Exodus Pro Midwest. And it wouldn't surprise me if Tiffany had backup of her own to go up against the Pretty Empowered Girls to try to neutralize sure. that, to get a fair one-on-one contest. It'll be exciting to see what it's going to look like uh, and what it's going to bring out there. And, you know, like I said, Tiffany Nevis already wearing belts everywhere Tiffany goes. So it wouldn't. it's definitely not out of place for Tiffany Nevis to be our NWA World Women's Champion. But at the same point, you know, Kenzie beat Camille, ended that historic oh, reign in St. Louis. And just yeah. that alone puts Kenzie at a whole different stratosphere.
0: We talked about Camille a lot over the last, well, since the start of the show. And eventually it got to the point where we would talk about her and her her run as champion. We'd say, it's not about who's next, it's about who's left. Because it seemed mm-hmm. like she had run through everybody. And then here comes Kenzie Page, who I know she'd wrestled a couple times before that. But then just out of nowhere, uh, she shock the world and she beat Camille. And yeah, I, I don't think anybody expected that.
1: Look, Kenzie Page but, uh, is on this crazy trajectory right now, uh, being mm-hmm. the world women's champion. And not only that, I mean, if you follow Kenzie Page on her social media, her and Kylie, her sister, have now taken over. They, they're second-generation wrestlers. Their father's a promoter or was a promoter because they bought him out of the, out of the promotion. So now that they are completely... 100% invested in the sport of professional wrestling. I think more than a lot of wrestlers are in the the world of professional wrestling. So yeah. I think that, you know, all of that there, all that motivation and all that raw talent, you know, Kenzie yeah. Page was one of the people that kind of came out of, you know, Joe Kazana's area kind of cultivated. And so when you get people like Kenzie Page, Uh, Kylie. If you get people like Alex Taylor and and Silas Mason that are all kind of coming from the same area, but there's something in the water over there where they're just generating incredibly talented professional wrestlers. And at such a young age, you know, the talent that she has there, Kenzie page stays healthy and, you know, keeps having competitive matches and keeps coming up with whims. You're going to be looking at a legend that's going to be on people's Mount Rushmore in, in 10 or 15 years.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Though uh all the matches I've seen her have have been solid. Uh and like I said, it's uh it's the trajectory you mentioned. So I'm curious to see what happens. This is gonna be a just an absolute banger between these two. So I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. it. Uh we kind of mentioned him a little bit, uh and you just mentioned him again, uh through Billy Silas oh. versus virtual national championship. Like I, I, said, I don't have a Dribbly's lot of but... guy right now.
1: Yeah, I love I love Silas. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the Iron Claw yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, fantastic film, Silas being in there, uh, playing uh, Bam, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Um it's so convincing
0: and, is Gordy, from what I've seen of it. Well,
1: it, you know, you take a look at side by side photos. I mean, that's how he got the gig. It was like, wow, that guy looks like Terry Gordy. He should probably do yeah. it. Um, so you know, it, and but he's. It's not that he looks like. Terry Gordy. He's as tough as him. And I mean, he's gone all out. I've, you know, when we traveled to Australia, you know, Silas was there and, and Silas was standing head and shoulder above all of these Australian talents that are there uh, physically speaking, you know, just being such a massive individual. And, you know, he's so interesting and in the way that he talks and the way that he does interviews and the way that he has matches it really harkens back to, you know, what a lot of people saw in the 80s in the NWA. And that's really been a big draw. But it's our job is the office to make sure that we keep throwing quality competitors at them. You know, people like Chris Adonis and now Burchill, who, you know, coming out of this sort of semi-retirement, but having A, the size, B, the strength, and then C, you know, the experience factor that, you know, this to be a barn burner of our match. I think Thrill Billy's probably the favorite in it, but Birchall knows what it takes to win in these high-pressure situations, and uh, he's going to be doing it in front of a seven-year-old daughter. What more motivation yeah. do you need to win?
0: Come on, yeah, that's a, that's a big motivator for sure. But uh, also, uh, not for nothing, I am a fan of wordplay, so Thrill Billy is maybe my favorite nickname in in wrestling. Also, oh, just, the best, uh, just across the board. It's just it's just good stuff there. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, uh, we mentioned the TV title. It's uh, title for title, which is an interesting uh, wrinkle to throw in. Max the Impaler defending their title against Big Strong Mims with uh, his NWA Television Championship. And uh, we're big on hoss fights on on this show. We actually have a T-shirt that says hoss Fights Draw Money" that we saw on PWTs. And oh no! This kidding. is yeah, and, and this has host fight.
1: hoss fights yeah. draw money. So people yeah. are wondering, why would you have this match? It's because it's a hot fight. And yeah. uh, I, it's like, I think a lot of the negative reaction we got on social media are people who have never seen a Max the Impaler match and seen how devastating Max the Impaler is against any gender, any opponent at any time. Uh, so, you know, this is one of those situations where you've got It should be completely parallel. You've got two champions going against each other, but I think a lot of people, if you're looking at the money line in Vegas, they're probably putting Max ahead a little bit. If only for the fact that you know the sinister minister Father James Mitchell is going to be in the corner. You never know where the rest of the mislead baseball are going to be. Um, You know, definitely not passing the drug test, but you know they're going to be somewhere doing something. And then, so Mims has got to have a lot, you know, to think about and have to have eyes in the back of his head for that match. So, I mean, this is, I I think of all these matches, I'm excited for all of them, but your main event and this TV title unification match are are top
0: two that I'm excited to call. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's see. uh, Talk about the junior heavyweight championship. We got the... Whoa! ...Versus Mecha Wolf. And this is, I haven't seen... There's not a lot of Mecha Wolf singles stuff going on. No, no. Usually this he is he a really good uh,
1: yeah. Well, see, you know, uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And what we've seen with them being, you know, arguably the most dominant tag team of the
0: Lightning One era. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that's yeah. arguably. I think they
0: just are. Um, uh, I, I can't find an argument against it. No, you
1: know, <laughs> they have the straps for, you know, combined 600 days or something ridiculous. But if you look at Mecca Wolf's, you know, career before then, uh, and you go to the online resources that keep tabs on all this stuff, I mean, Mecca's been a junior heavyweight champion or a cruiserweight champion in dozens of promotions, many of which in like Mexico and Puerto Rico. So Mecca knows how to get it done, and I think the real interesting wrinkle in this is you've got Violent J who has no affiliation with Colby Carino whatsoever. Colby Carino, like, is no. not a juggalo, but Dude. he's interjected <laughs> himself. So it's more like he just found an excuse to screw with Mecha Wolf and Law Rebellion even more. So, like, I think that's what's really the most interesting part of it, is, like, why exactly is Violent J there? So I guess you just have to tune in and find out.
0: Right. Uh, we had Jack Victory on the show last night. Uh, he called in, chatted with us. So Colby came up in the conversation. Obviously, Jack ran with his dad for so long, and he just had nothing but good things to say about Colby's work. Just uh, he, he said he's basically been training since he was three years old. So he's kind of a he's kind of a wonderkin. So. Uh, and he ain't afraid to throw down, brother.
1: I don't know. I, I was scrolling through Twitter right before this podcast, and he did a dive off a ladder onto some guy who had skewers in his head. So you know, he's, he can go hardcore, man. He ain't afraid of
0: nothing. Yeah. I mean, his dad wasn't a high flyer, but kind of a chip off the old block that way, oh, yeah. you know, because Steve wasn't afraid to bleed a little bit either. Nope. But uh, this is going to be. A, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting match. I don't know if I call it a clash of styles. I mean, I know Meck is a little bit more of a risk taker, uh, as far as getting crazy. Uh, call Eric around. A more. I will,
1: here's yeah. here's a tip. Here's a tip that I would think. Uh, Revolution Live is a two story venue. Oh boy! <laughs>
0: yeah, watch out. Oh boy! <laughs> just they're saying. Just, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'm gonna have, have to. Some highlight I gotta clear with there's air there's
1: traffic there. control. Fort Lauderdale Airport's right across the street. Come on now, they're gonna be flying all over the place.
0: <laughs> all right, the uh, U.S. tiles are gonna be defended here. The Immortals. Wow. Who would have thought? I, I'm a fan of this team. The the slime and, balls uh, and Odinson. Oh, wow,
1: I thought you were gonna go with the slime balls. Um, talk about it. Oh, an the slime team. balls. I'm
0: still. I'm. I'm still figuring them out. <laughs> They're, they're, Boy, so they're brand new to me. Prime
1: city, baby. They're brand new. Not only that, they've already gone to social media, they are uh signed with the NWA as NWA contracted wrestlers. So congratulations to them. Uh, especially right. for what they are. You take a look at these guys, and you're like, what's so special about these two? And then you hear what they have to say and you see how you know, they wrestle in the ring, and there's just something about them. There's just such this draw that kind of comes from these kids. And Having you know so much energy, you know, start to finish. I mean, they never turn that off, they're always going to Slime City, baby. Um, and they won a huge match, uh, the day after Christmas on the Christmas hangover, uh, you know, over the top rope battle royal. They got to choose yeah. any, any team that they wanted to challenge for a title, which basically means they got two options there, right? And they went sure. with the Immortals. You got to have brass balls or no brains, and I'm not sure which it is with the slime <laughs> balls. But they made a decision, they're going after Odinson and Kratos, uh, mm-hmm. the just absolute dominant force of muscle and intensity. Um, yeah, good luck, boys! Good luck yeah. with that one. Woo.
0: It's either going to be the a great a- match
1: or a slaughter,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they kind of had a six and one, half a dozen in the other situation because it's either the Immortals or BFT, and yeah. I don't know that I'd want to deal with either one. I, uh,
1: you know, they're they're crazy kids though. They're, those yeah. young men, they are absolutely crazy, and you got to be crazy if you're going up against the Immortals for the straps, baby.
0: Sure. Woo! It's sure. Gonna be crazy. Yes, I was. I was a little surprised that there's not a, a world tag team title match on the card for Saturday, but
1: uh... is there not? Mm.
0: Uh, well, not that, that, sounds that I like saw Aaron, unless you got a. That sounds like have... Aaron
1: Stevens pulling some strings. So mm. I'll tell you right now, I am pretty sure that those gentlemen have plane tickets to go to Fort Lauderdale. So oh, we'll see. Oh. We'll see what happens.
0: We'll see what happens. All right. Hey,
1: can't right. advertise so... everything, baby.
0: Well, no. no, that's true. Especially when Aaron Stevens uh, is
1: making a decision.
0: Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a crafty one there. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh well we talked about the US tag. Let's talk about the women's tag team championship match here. Woo! Pretty empowered and the King Bees. And uh the whole act pretty empowered, all three of them have been just so impressive to me since I've been seeing them on NWA television. And uh I saw the match where Kylie had to defend against I believe it was Missa Kate and the name's escape. I just watched it this afternoon. At Robards, it was a two-on-one because LMD wasn't there. Yeah, and by and, Hooker, and, by Chris. He...
1: do that basically have a handicap match like that and and come out successful with an assist from Kenzie Page. To be fair,
0: sure. Um, yeah. You know, it,
1: it's it's definitely put Kylie Page. I mean, boy, you take a look at the ego that got inflamed with that victory. Uh, but you know, what's really interesting about this is the King Bees. Uh, you know, they came highly recommended from Jazz. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Jazz as is a, is a mainstay in the NWA has been working with Billy since essentially the beginning of the Lightning One era and has really helped, you know, mold our women's division. And a lot of people out there, they say, you know, our women's division is the best women's division in the sport of wrestling, and I agree with that. Um, and Jazz was the one that brought the King Bees into the NWA. And, you know, you don't know what it's going to be the first time out. And the second they hit the curtain, they came out, Crowd's electric, you know, it was they're going nuts for this team out of Texas, you know, and we're having these matches in Nashville, Tennessee. There was no immediate, you know, let's we've seen these, right. you know, two girls wrestling, you know, at the VFW down the street. There was they didn't have that connection, but immediately they were able to do that. So there's this magnetism that comes with the King Bees. They know what it's like to, to win championships on the independent scene. Uh, it's a huge task, huge task going up against, you know, pretty empowered Ella Envy, now a three-time champ, um, mm-hmm. arguably one of the most dominant tag team champions we have, <laughs> again, put her on the right. pedestal of La Rebellion, you know? So, like, it's it's crazy that you're going to have a match like this, and it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, King B's got to come with a plan, though. you got to come with a plan. Pretty cool. ex- pretty sure. empowered. They're, they're going to have their, their security there. Kenzie Page is gonna be lurking around. You you gotta be ready for something weird. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh
0: yeah, it's uh definitely one to watch for sure. I think that's all the title matches that we've got announced so far on this show, not counting the if there is a world tight team title match that remains to be seen. Uh as you said there. You know, now, and we got
1: the, lot, uh, yeah, we got a lot of other stuff.
0: Oh, we got plenty. I got it, I got the whole list here. Uh, Let's see, we got the Country Gentleman versus Zion see, look, and Anthony Andrews. This
1: match here to... has a lot of personal animosity. You know, anybody who's been following the NWA knows, you know, AJ Kazana, Anthony Andrews, cousins, came together, became United States Tag Team Champions, lost those titles at NWA 75, and it just tore the family apart. Like, you know, one... You know, you talk to one, they say, I put that guy out to pasture. You talk to the other guy, it's like, no, I left that dead weight behind me. So there's just so much, you know, you're never going to have enough rage for, you know, a stranger or a tag team partner, but you will have it for a family member that you believe has betrayed you. And that's why we're in this kind of position here. And then you add Zion to the mix with Austin Idol in the corner what's going on? What's happening here? We don't even know anything about the Zion. We no. knew about Zion and how he was Austin Idol's long lost son. Who's this? We right. still don't know anything about this dude other than he kicks ass.
0: <laughs> you yep. know, he's
1: team with Anthony Andrews to go up against the country gentleman. And boy, this is going to be fun to watch.
0: Now, is this going to mean uh, that Anthony's going to be under Austin Idol's tutelage going forward, do we think? Or is it just kind of I, a marriage I, of convenience I, kind of thing?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I'm sure Austin Idol probably sees a lot of promise in Anthony Andrews. I I've, I've known Anthony Andrews for a number of years. Uh, he's been a successful champion in, in so many promotions, including one here in San Antonio called RCW. I I don't know. I I really. It's it's another great question that is going to be answered this Saturday in, in Fort Lauderdale. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Uh- now AJ's teaming up with his brother Casey Kazana, right? Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, uh, he's just he's just a young pup. How old is he? He's still a teenager. Right? I believe
1: I believe he's nineteen. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, if he hasn't turned twenty, that's my thing in my head. Has he turned twenty yet? Um, You know, Danny deals on commentary. is always like this guy gets carted for bubble gum. He's going to call his true officer <laughs> at his high school and all this other stuff, but no, I, I, he's, he's 19. And you know what, this kid, he's got so much heart, so much passion. And I think, and, and I've told AJ this to his face. So I don't have a problem saying it here on this podcast. I think his brother's got more raw talent than he does. AJ's obviously got the experience and he's got the size, but Casey's just for something. There's something just in him that just clicks and you see it with other sports families too. You know, whether your last name's Manning and you play NFL football or something like that. Mm -hmm. One brother might just be better than the other. And you just got to have time to play it out and see which one's going to get more rings or in this case, which one's going to win more belts. And that's, what's really exciting. And
0: then, uh, you know, Austin Idol is going to have a trick or two up his sleeve. So you gotta wonder if. Uh, no, and let's Joe's not forget
1: right. at at Salwin in in uh, Cleveland, uh, Austin Idol punched Joe Kazan in the face so goddamn hard, and left him bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody exactly. knows why. What the hell, dude? Just. <laughs>
0: There's no rhyme or reason for Austin Idol.
1: The problem, Idol. Come on
0: i expecting expect him to put the Las Vegas leg lock on him on the floor oh, right there. That
1: wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on my list, we've got Magic Ooh. Jake against Alex Misery. There's a couple of... Uh, inter- we'll say interesting fellas here. Uh, Weirdos? Misery, you're I- going to
1: say weird
0: people? Because you're right. <laughs> well, we can. I think we can say weird people there. It's uh... Oh, yeah. These are very interesting,
1: enigmatic kind of crazy dudes uh magic jake recently you know on nwa power programming became number one contender for the television championship so magic jake is gonna have to face either mims or max the impaler at some point part of me is praying that he faces mims maybe i don't know uh alex misery mims
0: Mims might go easier on him
1: that's what i'm thinking i don't know But then you take a look at Alex misery, who's the son of, you know, Apollo from TNA wrestling.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: I tell you what, man, that cat is something else. Keeps to himself. Doesn't talk to nobody in the locker room, like shows up dressed like that. Like this is the real deal of whatever this is. It's him, man. Uh, So it's, gonna be like really kind of interesting plus he's got the agility of a cat and and, and range yeah. you know you look at a lot of wrestlers and you take a look at the big stocky bulky guys this guy is tall he's got range with his arms and his legs i mean danny deals again making comments on commentary i mean he's three-fourths of his body's leg how are you gonna wrestle that <laughs> it's gonna kick you in the <laughs> face halfway across the ring so i, I like this and i like this kind of clash of styles
0: yeah, I just uh, saw the match he had with uh, with Alonso on power, mm-hmm. and they just they they pulled they pulled out, man. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got triple threat match here: Eric Boom. Smalls versus Gustavo versus Rolando.
1: No, man, this is, this is special. This is This is this is the battle of the giants. The battle of
0: the giants. <laughs> Um, I saw Smalls plus Trevor Murdoch in the Nets on tel- on YouTube. He's
1: done that on multiple occasions. I don't know <laughs> and what he said. paid for it. And he certainly <laughs> did. So moving oh. on to this type of division of a monumental size. You know, Rolando shocked the world, beat Matt Cardona twice and all that. Gustavo from Miami, just up the road in Fort Lauderdale. Going to have a lot. I've already been told, you know, three quarters of the people that are going to be there are his family. Like they bought all the tickets. <laughs> If you're okay. struggling to get tickets because Gustavo's family bought them all. Um, and then Eric Smalls. I mean, and then if you take a look at Eric Smalls on social media working, you know, these different shows where he's also wrestling other little people and other regular sized people. The dude's athletic. He's doing springboard moonsaults. It's, it's crazy. So it'll be a really fun triple threat to watch. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Is this Gustavo's debut? Because I haven't seen. Oh, no,
1: no, no, no. Gustavo, you know, Gustavo took a little bit of a hiatus with us. um, But, you know, coming back for this show, um, you know, we we knew that he was from the area. And, you know, it's special for him to be able to go back and see his family and wrestle in front of them. Um, But, you know, we've had him on the programming before as part of our junior heavyweight division. And I'm great. It's great to see him back because not only then I've also when we were at. NWA JCP Southeast recently, it was the uh, when How Coalfield Stole Christmas was a show that I was at, and that's when we saw, oh, Gustavo's here, and he's put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle. Looks great. Just jacked to the gills for a guy that has that frame. Uh, He's definitely of the giants in that match. He's a monster. So it'll be really interesting to see how that comes together.
0: Very nice, yeah. I've the uh, I, I dig the uh the Spectaculars' uh presentation, the uh, with Rolando and Rush. And,
1: oh yeah, and uh, and they'll be in action uh, too, them Spectaculars.
0: Oh yeah, oh I got them on the I got them on the list here. We'll we'll definitely get to them. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about another tag match here: uh, Southern Six, Taylor and Morton against Knox and Murdoch. Now, on paper, you would think this is a mismatch. Just because, you know, Murdoch's former world champion. Knox is uh, bank safe. But mm-hmm. you look at... Number one, they got Ricky Morton. I'm guessing is going to be in their corner for this match. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex Taylor, uh, from what I've seen of his work, he's so smooth in the ring. He's like probably the... I would say maybe the best technician in Southern Six, if I had to guess. But uh, obviously, then you got Silas as the bruiser... Mm -hmm. He's the speed guy there. But these two make for a very interesting combo because you could just easily throw Silas in there with one of these guys and make for a, a hell of a tag team also.
1: Look, here's the thing about the Southern Six. They are undefeated since NWA 75. And that's not just on our programming. That's across all of independent wrestling as well. So they ain't lost yet. So, and I saw how tough they could be in Australia. Um, Will this be their biggest challenge? Absolutely. They won the Crockett Cup, Knox and Murdoch did in 2023. Uh, So this is going to be the biggest challenge they have, but also coming in with momentum means something. And for them to be basically as a unit, you know, carries lost here and there, whatever, but like Alex himself, and then the Southern six as a unit that they don't lose in these high pressure situations. So that's why I'm excited to see a match like this.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, Well, I mentioned Joe Lonzo a few minutes ago. He's got a match with Blake troop. Just uh, talk
1: about a clash of styles right here. Blake troop also from, not from, but residing in the Florida area. And, you know, we're partnering with CCW with that later show because we have a second show that's coming on later in the night, you know, he's going to bring a lot of fans that are there. Not that Joe Alonzo needs anybody to boo him because he makes that plenty of those himself.
0: Oh,
1: right. Oh, yeah. uh, you're going up against a guy. That's just. Fuck. Jeez Louise. Just in a cage. <laughs> I had to catch myself there, but I mean, if he locks in his version of the figure four, uh, Joe Alonzo is going to have nowhere to go. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Blake troop is just a dangerous man. And then you got Silvio in the corner. I mean, mm-hmm. Good luck, Alonzo. He's going to have something up his sleeve, but good luck.
0: Yeah. Silvio had a heck of a performance in that Battle Royal at the Christmas Hangover oh, Show, yeah. too.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, look, Silvio, he's a manager, he's a lawyer, but he's also, I don't know, jacked to the gills ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Dude's ton. <laughs> he's just He's just solid muscle um yeah. and so and that's that's what's what's more intimidating than having the manager that can also fight you it's not like that's just a manager that's out there that's helping you make decisions it's not like paul Heyman, paul Heyman's never going to punch him in the face but chris silvino would
0: right it's not only having a manager who could punch you in the face but having a lawyer that could punch you in the face
1: i know and then he'll sue you after for hurting his hand right
0: <laughs> uh, those lawyers all right, next up, uh this one. I am not really familiar with Brian Idol. I've seen some really? of his stuff. But are you familiar uh, with his got, cousin Mercurio? I'm sorry. We had his cousin on.
1: We had his cousin Mercurio on, his identical cousin Mercurio wrestled oh. for us for a little while. But uh Brian Idol has now stepped up. He is one half of the looks that kill partnering with Natalia Markova. Uh, across the independent scene. So there's a lot of uh, sort of intergender matches. And then he has a victory over Tom Latimer. Um, uh, Recently, we had had the Return to Robarts uh, show there, and Markova really got the victory for it, to be honest. Um, But, you know, Tom's looking for some redemption against this, you know, matinee idol, romance novel cover, good-looking guy. Um, And so I I look forward to that match too. And, you know, if you watch the last – Episode of power, you saw very clearly, you know, Tom Latimer hasn't forgotten what happened in Cleveland at NWA Salwin. He wants another shot at that title. It's a death match. I guess that means Tom could show up and do whatever the heck he wants. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you gotta motivate, you got a motivated and angry Tom Latimer, which is basically impossible to stop. So he's I'm I'm yeah. guessing Tom's gonna try to make short work of Brian Idle save some energy and then just try to destroy whoever ends up winning that 10 pounds of
0: gold. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Cause yeah. Uh, you know, he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder after, Cause I saw that promo that he cut on the last power. He
1: was hot, man. He
0: was hot. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I was a little worried for Kyle Davis.
1: We all worry about Kyle Davis <laughs> for one reason or another.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this is a, just as an aside. It saw when was Kyle Davis horse after that round table match? Yes. Having to get the <laughs> my catcher every time. Short answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. You know, when we go
1: all out with a gimmick match, we go all out with a
0: gimmick oh. match. So oh, you sure watch do. Watch
1: out, folks, for this main event. The ultimate oh. match of death. Ten pounds of gold <laughs> weapons. It's going to be crazy. Fort I'm going to be horse so, at the end of it. Yeah.
0: So I got one more match on the list here. Uh, Boom! Yeah, Talos and Daisy Kill versus the New Spectaculars 2.0. You know
1: and, I like uh, Slade, the newest member of the Spectaculars. He's he's you know if you mm-hmm. follow him on social media, he's dominant in a lot of places. He's winning singles championships. Um, without him, Rush Freeman's kind of nothing. And Daisy Kill and Talos, are, if if Rush if 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 Rush Freeman's the one in the match, this is gonna be a short match. I mean, almost a handicap match. I mean, this is Rolando on the outside, done as best as he can with his, you know, little brother. But I mean, this—I, I'm glad they found a good tag team partner for him. And but I almost feel bad for the tag team partner that now he's kind of saddled with Rush Freeman. So we'll see. Uh, They're going against former United States tag team champions, and money line is heavy on the tag team that has the seven foot giant.
0: Yeah, that's always a safe bet if you got a seven footer on your seven footer. Yeah. Team, it's it. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a it's a stat card for Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so we got that on the thirteenth in Fort Lauderdale. We mentioned Hard Times 2 got announced for March 2nd. Right. And that's going to be in Dothan, Alabama, you said?
1: Yep, Dothan, Alabama tickets are available now at NWA for that. So that's gonna be a great show. And honestly, those tickets, they are going really fast. Uh, we also have our our, uh, uh, our show that's happening after Paranoia, uh, Viva Revolution, where we're partnering with our friends over at CCW. So the matches are going to – we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back with another hour, of real hot matches with their team. Uh, you know, Tickets are available for that. We have our television taping that's happening in Tampa on Sunday. We're sold out there, uh, but it's going to make for a lot of great content that you're going to see coming up on the CW. And so I also want to just tell your all your viewers right here, if you want to watch new episodes of NWA Power, you got to download the CW app. And it's available for your smart TV, on your computer, on your laptop, on your phone. You can download the app or you can go to thecw.com right now and you can watch episodes of Power that are already there. And that's going to be the place where we're going to start putting new episodes of Power Starting February 6th, that's where you're going to need to go. So we're going to have a whole lot of different advertisements and stuff for people to know. You know, we're making this transition over to the CW. Trust me, it's a very good thing. I know a lot of people get used to going to YouTube and they get the alerts and you can comment while the show's going on. And all that's wonderful. But if you want us to succeed as a business, you got to let us go to the places where we're going to make the most money. So we're oh, gonna always. be there. Yeah. It's gonna be the the show the same show you love, if not better. Uh there on the CW. And it's free. The app is free. The show is free. And not only that, if you go and you look at the CW app right now, you know, I've got so many different apps. I've got Paramount, I got Peacock, I got HBO, I got all these other ones here. And a lot of them cost me money monthly. CW app doesn't I'm, and has I'm, fantastic programming. Look, it's got great programming, and it's got live sports, too. They're doing a lot of live sports there. So, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, when are you going to be on the CW channel? It's like, who cares? Everything's based on an app. I watch all my stuff through an app or on a DVR, which is basically just another me. version of that. So, you know, when we we're making a little transition here, and then, you know, who's to say that CW could kind of use us to kind of move forward to do some other stuff on that app. Maybe perhaps pay-per-view component, maybe something like that in the near future. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that's being worked out right now, but I can tell you starting February 6th, you want to see new episodes of Power. That's where you got to go. Download the app. Or if you don't want to download the app, you can just go to thecw.com and you'll see all the stuff that's available right there. You know, our friends over at Women of Wrestling, WOW is also available on that platform. NXT is going to be coming there. Uh, yeah. starting in october you know they'll have their time slot but guess what else they're going to have a spot on the app just like everybody else so that's where you're going to want to go to catch our our content um uh, for the foreseeable future until you know we get another upgrade a little bit down the road so you know there's a lot of stuff i can't talk about but we're having lots of talks we're having lots of discussions you know we're having a lot of discussions about international distribution as well because we have a lot of people that you know I live in England. I can't get the CW app because it's got geo-restricted stuff. And to that, I would say we are working on it. In the meantime, there's probably some really great deals you could get on a VPN, uh, and you can watch us that way. Uh, I'm just going to be frank with you. Just for a little bit, and I'm sure that's going to change. We have some, you know, that's the other thing. We've we've completely moved into this television space, which means you're also working with a lot of high-power television executives and producers and people like that who have relationships with people in Japan, in Europe, continental Europe, in UK and places like that. And so conversations are happening. Uh, we can't talk about anything till the contracts are signed. But once they are, it'll be exciting for a lot of people internationally to be able to once again, enjoy NWA powers of weekly programming without, of course, just going to, you know, a VPN service, which, you know, I use, it's great. You can watch a lot of stuff. I've seen a ton of monster movies, you know, from Japan that, you know, you just can't get here in the United States for some reason. And for a nominal amount of money that you're spending every month, you can really continue to watch a lot of programming for free. And to be honest, I don't know. I know a lot of people live internationally and I don't know anybody who lives internationally that doesn't have it because they want to watch a lot of the stuff that comes out of the United States. that's not available. So um, that would be my advice. In the meantime, just give us a short amount of time here. We're working some stuff out, but Download the app, go to the site, tell your friends, and uh, continue to help and support the National Wrestling Alliance and NWA Power.
0: Yes. Well, Joe, I feel like I've kept you longer than I promised you, but I appreciate you making the time to hang out with me for, for a little bit tonight and uh, no problem. break down the card. Uh, it will be available on Triller, with used uh, to be Fight TV. Well, no, let Ray. me get
1: you there. Hold on, let me bring you back here. Because we are taking, like I said, we are moving completely. It's not going to be a pay-per-view. All of this stuff is going to be part of our NWA power programming. So if you're going to be watching Paranoia, or you're going to be watching the Viva La Viva Revolution show, or if you're going to the Tampa taping, all of that's going to be part of our CW programming. So for the oh, moment, we're kind okay. of stepping away. We're stepping away from Triller. We're stepping away from fight. They've been a fantastic partner. They've been a fantastic partner. They've been great to us. Uh, you know, they had a lot of offers with us to make kind of keep us on par with what AEW is doing there or what impact is doing there. But in our current television environment and the agreements that we have with CW, which just doesn't work out, uh, we might come back there very soon uh, or in sometime in the near future. Uh, and I'm, we'd be happy to it. And I know they'd love to have us back there. Uh, but for right now we need to focus on what we're doing with our television broadcast, uh, that's bringing in a lot of revenue. And the more revenue that we have, the more money we could spend on quality talent for people to watch gotcha. professional. Revenue. And so that's what's super important to us right now. And the good news for our fans, and you know, the, I, I saw a lot of comments on social media. I want it on pay-per-view. Where's the pay-per-view? I want the pay-per-view. We're going to give it to you for free. <laughs> so do you want to spend the money or do you want us just to give it to you for free? It's a gift. I, and all you, need I to do is download, all you need to do is download the CW app, and february 6th you're going to start seeing this programming it's going to go straight there tuesday still baby still our day still for power that's
0: where you want to be that's awesome uh i'm definitely looking forward to seeing it and freeze freeze all the better so freeze better oh definitely yeah exactly but joe uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and uh i'm gonna say thank you I'm, you've got an open door anytime you want to come back on there's some nwa business to talk about and uh, yeah, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get out of here. I'm gonna close up the shop here. And uh, yeah, so my thanks again to Joe Galley for uh, joining us today. And uh, we'll be back again on this coming Tuesday, uh, regular time, uh, regular co-hosts me and Menders talking to Mike Outlaw from uh, Anarchy Glory Pro 01 USA. And uh, don't forget to check out our merchandise at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod and BrainBusterTees.com slash others slash JTR, podcast, network. So until next Tuesday, this is Rev. reminding you all, life is hard, work, stiff, and we'll see you guys in six days. Thanks, guys.